0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. DW Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, college football fans across the nation and around the world. Once again, it's the Tim May Podcast. I'm Tim May. That makes sense, right? Uh, we're going to get right into this podcast. Ohio State coming off a 56-27 to 27 victory over the team up north, a.k.a. Michigan. Uh, that's the eighth straight win for Ohio State in the series. Uh, what is that? 17 out of the last 19. Ohio State already had clinched a third straight uh, trip to the Big Ten championship game the week before that. On Saturday in Indianapolis, it will play Wisconsin uh, for a third straight Big Ten championship, uh, which is in the, in the playoff era of the Big Ten. That will be unprecedented. Uh, they'll be playing Wisconsin for the second time this year, a team that they wiped out 38-7 to just over a month ago. You know, and all those things I just pointed out, all were sort of streaks in their own way. And a guy who, who knows streaks and at, at one point in his college football career was the greatest running back on the planet who had 31 straight 100-yard games, 38, I think, overall, as a college, college football running back for The Ohio State University. Uh, he played uh, four straight years. He never lost to Michigan and uh, he's the only player to ever start well he's one of two players to ever start the rose bowl four straight years ladies and gentlemen the incomparable the two-time heisman trophy winner by the way he's the only guy to win the heisman trophy two straight times the only guy ever to have a streak in that competition uh, archie griffin archie welcome to the tim may podcast
2: well tim thank you so much uh, for inviting me on i'm looking forward to it and uh Man, I wish my mother and father was still living. I'm sure they're the only ones who believe all those nice things you just said about me, my man.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what, Archie. I mean, <laughs> as you as you well know, man, you and I also both have a streak going. We've both, we both completed 65 years on Earth, which is pretty good. But, yeah,
2: uh, that's exactly right, and I hope uh, we get a lot more.
0: Hey, uh, real quick, I wanted to ask you, but you just brought up something I've always wanted to ask you. Do, do you ever get tired of getting introduced with all those plaudits, man? Does it, uh, the pats on the back, et cetera, does it ever get old for you?
2: Well, I'll tell you what, you know, the older you get, uh, the more appreciative uh, you, you you get of those uh, types of uh, introductions. And, and you're just thankful for the, the facts that, uh, you know, you had the opportunity to play with such great people. and. Uh, people who made you look good enough to uh, have those things said about you. Yeah. And I, I really feel fortunate uh, from that standpoint because I played with some great guys at Ohio State. You know that, Tim. I know. And uh, uh, outstanding talent. And and uh, together, uh, we made uh, good things happen.
0: Hey, uh, you know, 44-year 44, 44 streak going to now of, of, of being the only two-time Heisman winner, that just – that still resonates with you, right? I mean, uh, a lot, like you said, a lot of teamwork involved there. Maybe a little bit of a, you know, luck involved, being being able to stay healthy as long as you did as a as a college football player. But that 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 that's that is remarkable. That it's gone 44 years, especially with freshmen and sophomores winning this thing as this thing's gone along, right?
2: Yeah, it it, it truly is. Uh, because Tim, I, I think I've said to you many times. I, I thought by now somebody would uh, have won it. Uh, twice, uh, you know, I, 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 certainly, uh, thought, uh, when, when Tebow, uh, won it at a, a very, uh, young age, yeah. I thought that, uh, he would, uh, uh, win it twice. Uh, certainly, uh, Lamar Jackson had a, a shot at it and, and he had a great college career, had, uh, uh, great numbers even his, his, his senior year, but, uh, uh, he didn't, uh, get it twice. But I, I will say that, uh, he's setting the world on fire at that next level, uh, yeah. right now. Uh, but yeah, there, there there are a lot of people who I thought would uh, uh, win it twice, and and who I thought had uh, really good seasons uh, in their senior year. Uh, but you know, somebody always seems to pop up. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it, that's just the way that the game of football goes. It seems so. Uh, it's uh, a great honor uh, to have it twice, but I still believe uh, somewhere along the line there's going to be somebody else that'll get it. And the way I look at it is. I did it, so I know there's somebody else out there who can
0: do it. All right, well, let's play the pop-up game real quick, though. You just brought it up. Uh, Does Ohio State really have three legitimate Heisman Trophy candidates at this point? When you look at what Justin Fields did in the game the other day, when you look at J.K. Dobbins with, well, I think the sixth greatest uh, rushing season in Ohio State history, and and it's still going. uh, He's trailing a guy named Archie Griffin uh, by about 39 or 49 yards at this point. For the fifth fifth best, uh, and then you got Chase Young, who's been a force on the edge. He he had no tackles the other day in the game, but you you can't say he wasn't a force in the game. But well, where do, where do you stand on that, Archie? Who would be your candidate at this point?
2: You, know, <laughs> Tim, as you know, you cannot give away who your candidate. Yeah, I know. I will I, know. Say, I will. I will say that the Buckeyes have three legitimate uh, candidates uh, for. Uh, the Heisman Trophy. I mean, all three of those guys you named—Justin Fields, J.K. Dobbins, Chase Young—I mean, uh, they've been awesome uh, all year long. I mean, uh, you know, we—you—you you talked about Chase not uh, having any tackles, but the pressures uh, yeah. that he uh, put on the quarterback uh, uh, meant a great deal. Uh, that quarterback early in the game, I tell you, he was doing a good job of getting that ball off early, and you know, they found some open uh, spots and. Uh, first their first series moved the ball right down the field and scored uh, mm. but our defense as it's done all year uh, made really good adjustments in my opinion at the half and 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 really uh put more pressure on him and and uh, really caused him to uh, make some throws uh, that uh, were not well and they dropped a few balls as well so yeah. uh he did uh, put a lot of pressure on him and, and he's had a great great year all year long uh but then uh, you know what, jk and 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 justin four touchdowns apiece really really big plays and and you know justin uh coming out of that tent uh, after that injury and going out (laughs) and throwing throwing that touchdown pass man it was like wow what the heck happened here yeah and uh i I mean i I think it was just amazing but all three of those guys are seriously legitimate candidates uh for the heisman trophy i mean You 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 can't look at the trophy without uh, considering them uh, in that winter landscape. Oh, absolutely, because their seasons have been uh, that great.
0: Yeah. Hey, what do you what do you think? I mean, does do the Heisman voters need to step back and and I mean and take a look? I mean, Chase Young has kind of like I don't know, uh, beat his way into the contention. If you know what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. But I mean, does does do, do people still need to st- step back a little bit and take more into consideration the great defensive player out there, Arch, or do you, does, is it is what it is?
2: Well, I I, I think when when you have a player uh, like Chase uh, on defense and he's making that kind of difference, I think you definitely uh, have to sit back, take a look, and, and make sure uh, that they're included uh, in uh, your uh, choice of Choices yep. of uh, Heisman Trophy candidates. Uh, I mean, he can't be ignored. I mean, he makes that kind of difference uh, in a football game. Uh, so yeah, I really do. I I, I think uh, that 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 uh, that guys like Chase uh, on defense would make a tremendous difference in in even the trophy as far as uh, somebody else winning it other than uh, an offensive player. Yeah, uh, Woodson was the only uh, defensive player that I remember. That won it, but he played some offense. He played special teams. He did it all. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody being on defense, winning it, uh, strictly defensive player. Uh, I, I think that would actually be good for the trophy. Actually, yeah,
0: I, I agree. I agree. Now, let's. You never lost to Michigan in four straight games. There was a tie in there,
2: you know. But the, that yep, was that was a tie.
0: There was before tie. The tiebreaker system came along, etc. But Arch, that's right. Arch, eight straight wins the longest streak ever by Ohio State in the game, uh, 17 out of 19. W-
2: what has happened in this series? <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've always said those things uh, go in streaks, and this has been a long <laughs> one, my goodness. Uh, but, but, you know, that game, Tim, has always been uh, very physical. I mean, the numbers that's been putting up in these last couple years, you know, you don't usually see those kind of numbers uh, right. uh, put up. In, 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 in these games. So it really has been pretty doggone uh, phenomenal uh, that uh, uh, we've got that long a streak and the points that we're putting up and the offense that uh, we're running and, and, and scoring those touchdowns. I mean, it, it's it's absolutely, absolutely been incredible. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm really shocked by the numbers. I mean, I always look at that game and I think, you know, it's not going to be a uh, 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 big scoring game. I always thought, you know, well, maybe in the 20s, uh, you know, teens, yeah. da, 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 because it's usually a defensive battle. Uh, but lately, man, it's been an offensive show. I mean, it's been fireworks on offense, and, you know, you're getting touchdowns, boom. Long ones. I mean yeah. it's just been crazy. Yeah. And uh I, I I've I've been pretty 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 shocked at the numbers that's been put up in this football game.
0: You know what's you know what's interesting is it really took off the day after Bo Schembeckler died. You know, remember two thousand six, the game of the century as it was built. That's right. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> and I,
0: yeah, I just figured Bo and Woody were up in football heaven, going, "What in the hell are we watching?" You know, the the channel. Yeah, right. All of a sudden, there's a Big Twelve game. You know, and it's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, but, know, I, I
2: remember that game because I I think that game took a lot out of us. at Yeah, year too. I mean, oh that, yeah. I mean, because I mean, if, if you remember, I mean, that was the biggest game. Bo Shenberger died the, the day before the game, and and the media from all over the world yeah. was at that game because it was number one and number two. Playing and, and I was always worried after that game, uh, did uh, we leave it out there on the field? And, and obviously, uh, we didn't get it done our next game that we were playing for that national championship. Uh, but yeah. uh, I, I think that game took a lot out of us. I've always been worried about playing that Michigan game and, and the effort it takes to get up to play that game and then play the next week. And, uh, you know, I, I, that always concerned me. And it, it concerns me this week, too, yeah. because, you know, you put a lot of effort in to getting up uh, for that game, a lot of energy was expended in that game, and you knew you you know that you have to play like that in order to uh, to win that football game, and you got another game coming for yep. the championship of the Big Ten. So you know you got to get up again, and it's really hard to get up for two straight games.
0: I was going to say, what what impressed you most, real real quick, Arch, but about Saturday and the way that game w- was played. What I'll, I'll tell you what what gets me is the relentless the relentless approach that Ryan Day and and before him Urban Meyer have had offensively, you know, that uh, they're not going to take their foot off the pedal uh, for the most part. Uh, I'm just wondering from your vantage point, do you see the same thing, but just what impressed you most about the way Ohio State played on Saturday?
2: Well, certainly uh, the the offensive uh, performance. I mean, defense. Uh, you know, it was it was a battle. I mean, it yeah. it, it, it it really was. I mean, actually, it, it, we were going toe to toe in that to that first quarter. They got the ball, moved the ball uh, down the field. Uh, we got the ball, boom, we score. And then, uh, you know, it, it like in a, a a fight, you know, <laughs> a boxing match, yeah. you know, guys going toe to toe, and then all of a sudden somebody makes a mistake, and then you you take advantage of that, and then that makes the difference. And, and that's what what happened. I mean, we were going toe-to-toe, and then all of a sudden, that quarterback took his eye off the ball and fumbled it. We recovered that ball, went down there and scored again. Yeah. And then uh, on that fourth down where we were getting ready to punt, and, and uh, where we were getting ready to punt, and their guy was side <laughs> and we get another opportunity, and bam, uh, we score a touchdown. And, 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 and to me, that's what really got us rolling. And uh, our defense, again, at halftime, made the adjustment uh, to uh, stop their offense. And and then we were off and running. I mean, it it, it really was uh, a very, very impressive game. But what I was most impressed with was our offense, the way we played, the way Justin Fields uh, uh, came out and and really uh, started throwing those deep balls and hitting our guys, uh, and and, and certainly J.K. I mean, J.K. has been impressive to me all year long i i think he's a phenomenal uh running back I, I like the way he runs he goes north and south but he can also uh make you miss um I, I just think he's a terrific uh running back and and what a balance we have there uh from an offensive side of the ball yeah i mean when you can run the ball like that and you can pass the ball like that with our great receivers outstanding great quarterback i mean yeah it 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 it's a mix to have uh, for a football team yeah. uh, from that standpoint.
0: Yeah, the offensive all line. Is. Yeah, the offensive line, I mean, has four new starters on it compared to a year ago. And the way they've gotten the job done, <laughs> like I've said, they've uh, Ryan Day has just insisted that they be able to run the ball with power this year. And against good defenses, they've done that. I mean, that's as impressive as anything, right?
2: That's that's exactly right. Because it all gets uh, started with the run, Jim. Yeah. I mean, it, it, if you can run the football – that opens up the game so much more for uh, your passing game, and when you've got receivers like we've got, I mean, uh, it, it's just uh, <laughs> incredible what you can accomplish. Yeah. I mean, with with the way that uh, uh, we're throwing the football, the, the way that these guys are getting down the field, the speed that we have. I mean, Chris Olave, uh,
0: Benjamin Victor, it, KJ Hill. Yep.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's 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 just uh, <laughs> unbelievable, and and. You know, <laughs> We, we we better cherish these days because you know you don't always have uh, talent like this uh, on a team every year and and hopefully we can continue that and I sure hope Ryan does because uh, it's special.
0: I, I you know I said that on TV the other night too, Arch. I mean I, I you know it's almost like now people are nitpicking perfection, you know, and I'm just going you know, folks sit back and enjoy this. I grew up in, as I've told people a million times, I grew up in an Alabama fan back in the early sixties, you know, because I was born in Alabama and, and, uh, or, you know, Bear Bryant had it going on there in the early sixties, but then it waned a while, you know, then he got it going again in the seventies. These things don't always last, but this <clears throat> man, this, this has had some, some staying power. And, you know, you're observing it from the, from the outside in. Well, you're still on the inside to a certain extent, but, is it recruiting more than anything else you think that has uh, stoked this fire what what is it that has stoked this uh near near uh this excellence this run of excellence for ohio state football
2: well i think uh, success breeds success and and when people see uh, or athletes uh, see the success that uh, we're having at ohio state uh, they want to be a part of it i mean they see the offense uh that we run i mean that offense is special when you can have a balanced uh, offensive uh, performance in all your games. When you run the ball well, you pass the ball well. You know They want to be a part of that because they know that, uh, you know, that can uh, help you to be uh, on a championship team. Yeah. And I think uh, that success attracts great athletes that will continue uh, to make for success. And, and, and I'm certainly hoping that that's the way that it goes. That, because I think Ryan's done a, a fabulous job. I, I think the kids – love them and uh and, and and they'll play their hearts out for them and uh i think that's what we've got right now and i think that's why we're having uh such success and i certainly expect well, and hope that it continues uh, but i don't know how you can expect this yeah. kind of success going every year i mean yeah. somewhere along the line it's going to happen that uh we lose a football game but i certainly hope it's not uh uh this year and i hope we can continue to get the Type of players that we've been getting because they've been doing a tremendous job for the Buckeyes.
0: Hey, last few things. Uh, what what has impressed you most about Ryan Day? Because you've been around him a little bit. What what what, what sets him different? What makes him different from Urban, from Woody Hayes, from uh, Jim Trussell, from John Cooper? What what is different about him from your vantage point?
2: Well, from what I've seen of Ryan, I like his demeanor. I, I, I mean, I, I I think he's uh, really uh, got a balanced attitude uh i think he's uh seems to me to be calm uh he, he doesn't get flustered uh yeah. in, in in situations uh his demeanor the way he carries himself and uh i noticed uh after the game he he seemed to get a little bit emotional yeah. and i like that in a coach and uh so i so i i i liked everything about him uh, again but his demeanor is what's uh, very very impressive uh to me and uh, the way that uh, the young men uh, play for him—that uh, uh, tells me that uh, uh, they care a great deal about him, and and they'll go through a wall for
0: him. Hey, two years ago, you hand J.K. Dobbins the MVP award, the Archie Griffin Award at the Big Ten championship game. Uh, he has a, probably a pretty good shot at getting that again on Saturday night, him and Jonathan Taylor going head-to-head, so to speak. Course, yeah,
2: that's, that's going to be another good matchup, man. Yeah. They, 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 they've they been doing that for a while here. Yeah. And uh, it, so I'm looking forward to that Archie. as well because yep. Jonathan Taylor is a great uh, running back uh, as well. I've enjoyed uh, <laughs> watching him run. Uh, hopefully uh, our Buckeyes can uh, uh, stop him. Uh, it's going to be tough because what? I'm sure uh, they've got a sore spot uh, uh, in their bones from that last game uh, that uh, we played, so uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle out there, and uh, certainly uh, we'll have a chance to see two of the very very best running backs in the country uh, performing again, and uh, that's something I'm looking forward to.
0: What's going on in college football now, though, Arch? It's supposed to be the the era of the spread and whatever, but big time running backs are sort of making a comeback. I mean, you know, the Najee Harris kid at Alabama, who, by the way, Ohio State recruited. I mean, Chubba Howard, uh, Hubbard, the kid at Texas Tech. I mean, but you like you just said, Jonathan Taylor, you know, uh, from a prolific standpoint, there's hardly ever been anybody like him, you know. And, of course, J.K. Dobbins, like we pointed out, is now number two on the Ohio State career rushing list behind a guy by the name of Arch Griffin. I don't know if you know that guy or not. But but I mean are are we seeing running backs make a comeback? Well what's what's your take on I sure on that? hope
2: so. I sure <laughs> hope so. Mike they seem to uh uh forget about the running back yeah. a little bit, but uh, make sure you understand and and and, and people listen to this podcast understand the running back is very, very important uh to an offense. A running back really opens it up uh for you to really use your uh, entire offense. I mean, the passing game, yeah. along with that running game, it, it 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 makes a difference. And when you've got a guy like a Jonathan Taylor, like uh, our guy J.K., uh, JK uh, it truly makes a difference. And and I certainly hope that uh, we all have an opportunity to see uh, uh, a great performance, certainly from uh, our guy again uh, this week. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, if, uh, if 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 he can keep that ball moving, we can keep the ball out of the hands. Of uh, uh, Wisconsin.
0: I had I had a feeling, Sarah, it was going to be his day, though, when he double dribbled that first handoff and he kept going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, a, a football uh,
2: takes a, a funny bounce yeah. every time you drop it. Yes, it and does. And that thing dropped right back, like just like a basketball, right back into his hand. I couldn't believe that. Uh, but it the, looked great.
0: Yeah. Hey, last thing, you're you're one of the few people who can who can address this deal now? This my uh, and I'm not saving this best for last because it's not the best for last. You guys beat UCLA middle of the season in 1975, and I, I can't remember the last time Ohio State played the same team twice in the right. same season.
2: Yeah, and then you I, I do like
0: I know you do. Then you go to the Rose Bowl, you know, and there's something to be said about the difficulty of beating the same team twice, even though because y'all bushwhacked them. You know, yeah, the, we did.
2: We did. Yeah. Yeah. And that, 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 that was part of our problem. And then the Rose Bowl, too, me, you've got that long break and you're out in California for two weeks and, and all that goes on in California, you're yeah. having a good time. <laughs> and then you're thinking in the back of your mind that, hey, we beat these guys before uh, we can get them again. Yeah. And all the time your coach telling you, it's not the same team. This team was a lot better than they were than you played them. But you beat them pretty bad and, and you're thinking, huh, and this coach should be a piece of cake. Well, it wasn't. And, uh, and, uh, so we've got to be very, very careful, uh, going into this week because it won't be the same team. Uh, they are ticked because they lost to you yeah. and it wasn't a close game. And, uh, you're going to get, you're going to get their very, very, very best effort and you better put your very, very best effort out in order to win, uh, the football game. And, uh, I seriously mean that because of all the football that I played in college, that is the game that I regret the most. Seriously. That Rose Bowl. Yeah. That Rose Bowl kept us from winning a national championship. Yeah. And uh, it just bothers me because that first half of that game, you know, we, we we moved the ball up and down the field, but we didn't put it in the end zone. Yeah. And uh, then all of a sudden that second half, some things just went wrong and, and you just couldn't get back in the game. And uh, so we can't let that happen to us. Uh, this year uh, against Wisconsin, you know you've we got one be of the ready great, to play a great game. Yeah,
0: you've got one of the great lads of all time. As Rex Kern told me one time, he said you were willing to trade him one of your Heisman's for his national championship ring. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: that's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're the only guy on the planet that could do that. Hey, last thing, Mark. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Hey. No, that that I mean I, I tell you, that is the game that I, I look back on that that haunts me, and that's uh, that Rose Bowl, 1976 Rose Bowl, and it's because. We knew that uh, we were good enough to win that football yeah. game, yeah. But we just didn't get it done, and and we probably should have uh, had a better attitude in going into the football game. Yeah, and attitude makes a difference.
0: Take nothing for granted, as the old saying goes. Hey, last thing though, uh, this Ohio State offense. So I wanted to get your impression of this because uh, you know you you've been, you've watched a lot of offenses. The thing that I think this offense has going for it going into like Saturday night is it can be it's like a chameleon. It can almost be whatever it wants to be, you know, from a over-the-top passing team to a, a shove-it-between-the-tackles running team and any, anywhere in between with Justin Fields, the threat he is as a runner. Is is this about as well-balanced an offense as you've ever seen at Ohio State? I mean, what's your take on that?
2: There's no question in my mind that it's about as well-balanced as an offensive team that I've seen. I mean, I'll be honest with you, this is uh, – probably the best team uh, that I've seen wow. uh, at Ohio State uh, when, when I look at it. And there's been some really, really great ones. I mean, I look at that 73 team that, that we had yeah. uh, that, that, that that you talked about where we had that tie, and uh, I don't know if, if you remember, but if you look back, I mean, we were putting up the kind of numbers yes. uh, that, that, that they put up this year. Uh, but we went to Michigan, and we had that tie. And this team went to Michigan, and they – put some numbers up and and really (laughs) took it to it. Uh, So uh, in my opinion, you know, this is probably uh, the best team that I've seen uh, play at Ohio State. And and there's been a lot of great ones. And I know there's probably some people that'll that'll argue that, but uh, I got to tell you, this team has really been very, very special. No question.
0: Yeah. Arch Griffin, ladies and gentlemen, only two-time Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, and continually uh, now for like 65 years, one of the great people you'll ever run into in life, whether he ever played played football or not. Arch, always a pleasure, man. Your record's intact. Uh, uh, It does seem for at least another year, and I appreciate you being on the Tim (laughs) May podcast, my man.
2: Well, thanks for having me, Tim. Greatly appreciate it, my man.
0: All right, man. see See you on Saturday night. All right. Take care. All right, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Arch Griffin, the only two-time Eisman Trophy winner, and like I said, one of the great human beings you'll ever run into in life. You know, we're going to be back in just a moment, and I'm going to bring on Boston, you call him Austin Ward, and we're going to break down Ohio uh, Ohio State, Michigan, but mainly we're going to look forward to Ohio State, Wisconsin. What will be this challenge coming up on Saturday night in Lucas Oil Stadium? Is Ohio State up to it? Can it beat a team? two times in the same year, and actually within a month and a
1: half. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll examine that and other things when we come back. Hey, college football fans, it's Zach Bourne here. You need to check out BetDSI.com. BetDSI is a great way to use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash. That's right. BetDSI is the top-rated online sports book. They've been paying winners for over 20 years. The reason they've been around that long is because they have got the fastest payouts in the industry. Plus, the user interface and mobile site is the best in the business. Play, win, and get paid. It's that simple. It doesn't matter if it's college football, the NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, eSports, reality TV, virtually anything. You can bet it, you can bet on it at betdsi.com and get paid right now. There's no better way to add some excitement to games that you already are watching. Check out their live betting where you can bet on games throughout the entire matchup, every play, and every minute until the end. BetDSI has a special deal for Letterman Row fans. Use the promo code ROW100 to get a 100% bonus match. That's more than double. That's right, more than double your money to start winning today. Once again, go to BetDSI.com and use promo code ROW100 and get this limited 100% bonus offer to make some extra cash on the sports you know and love. BetDSI, promo code ROW100. Now back to the show.
0: And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. The (laughs) cut-up is Living large. There's some baby. larger bills in here
3: now. One hundred. Well,
0: you got it. You got to consolidate because you know it's hard to cram a hundred twenty-six one-dollar bills into a, a a I think it's a gallon jug like this. Uh, the Christina and Ryan Day Fund will be the beneficiaries of this, and I've had a couple of people already contact me uh, via Twitter. They want to match what's in here, and I said, "Well, I don't know if you have to match, but you know, you can go ten percent." <laughs> One guy wants to match, man. I mean, I'm I'm giving up the man of war. He's a that's his Twitter handle. But you know, everyone else, I'll be coming up with an address or a, a way if you want to get in on this. We can give the Christine and Ryan Day Fund a hell of a check at the end of the year. Uh, this is the last week that. I will be contributing because the regular like, season and the yeah.
3: Big Ten championship game—that's fair.
0: Yeah, but like I said, my little my little grandson Owen—you know—his Christmas fund <laughs> is, is depleting as we speak. At least that's, that'll be my excuse. But there'll be now, a bunch of other kids benefiting from that, which is no. That thing. kid's probably gonna get more presents than anybody in history. He's turning uh, 11 months old uh, uh, on uh, December the second. But I digress. You know, we're back. Uh, Boston, Austin Ward.
1: Ohio State has won
0: eight in a row in the game. Yeah, uh, seventeen of the last nineteen. Mm-hmm. What stood out about uh, about the 2019 victory on Saturday from your vantage point?
3: Uh, how how easily that it came for Ohio State in the second half. Uh, I think it's a reminder that the you know and this happens in a, a lot of these other matchups that over time, the longer a game goes, the more likely it is that the more talented, physical, well-coached team is going to win. Uh, Michigan came out with a great plan in the first quarter, uh, and they punched Ohio State in the mouth on that opening drive. They had a number of plays set up. They schemed up very well to slow down Chase Young, the only team that was really able to do it. Uh, Now, you have to walk that line and hold him quite a bit, and I think that at some point, Ryan Day has to be pulling his hair out and sending in some clips to the Big Ten officiating crew because on that, I think it was the the touchdown throw to Peoples-Jones. Chase Young makes an inside move and just gets an absolute bear hug that was nonsense uh, and should be holding every single day of the week. He hasn't got one in either the Penn state game or the Michigan game, which is uh, just hard to fathom to me, but whatever. Yeah. Um, That's part of the game. And um, Chase Young is going to get extra attention no matter what. And you have to, if you're Wisconsin this week or Michigan, you put the onus on the officials to make the call. They did that. um, But over time, you just see Michigan making big time mistakes with penalties uh, they dropped a couple balls. They blew some coverages. And over time, if you give
0: any margin of error to Ohio State, they're going to take it. And blow you, you remember my podcast from last week where Ben Hartsock was talking about that very thing the malaise you kind of get into as a team back when Ohio State uh, was 210 and 1 against Michigan. He rode that transition from the uh, John Cooper era to the Jim Trussell era. And he made that point that, you know, when <clears throat> just one or two things go bad, it's like you kind of like you're either, you, you know, you get into this deal where, oh, no, here we go again. Yeah. And literally, you saw that on Saturday. It was bizarre. I, But I didn't even think it was that
3: for Michigan, honestly, because when we walked into the stadium and the mood around for the fan base, they didn't believe that they were good enough to win that game. Right. There have been other times like 2016 where Michigan came in, you know, swaggering around and thought they were going to go to the playoff and, you know, win a national championship. I don't, I think the mystique was gone before kickoff and it was almost like a surprise to them that they had early success and that maybe they could actually do it this time. And then the rug, but was then they off. missed the extra like, point. They missed the extra point right away. <laughs> and then they jumped offside on, oh. on, on Ohio state punt after getting a stop and they were immediately were forced to pay for that too. Like, yeah, I, I, this one was different for me because at no point, even after the opening drive did I think, okay, Michigan looks like a team that believes it can win. And the other sideline, Ohio State was like, okay, cool. Michigan scored. Well, we're going right down the field in J.K. Dobbins. Now, maybe if he doesn't dribble it and catch it to himself, as Arch Griffin was talking 14, about. But even yeah. two years ago, I saw Michigan jump out to a lead, and and Ohio State never blinked. Of so, course, yeah. it, it, To me, it wasn't it wasn't like that two ten and one run. I just didn't think Michigan thought it could win at any point.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I and they, mean, and they, they got it. But here's the thing: second half, man, uh, the defense especially ramped up the pressure. They blitzed more. I'm talking about Ohio State. Shea Patterson looked like a totally different quarterback Uh, with a little bit of pressure. He definitely, I don't know if the word is nervous, but he definitely got trigger happy. Uh, He wasn't helped by a couple of receivers dropping passes. I just thought the adjustment, that was the main adjustment I saw from a defensive standpoint was how they ramped up the pressure because they tried to go with four-man rush most of that first half. It was not effective. I mean, there were times when he had all day to throw the ball. And uh, they they didn't take advantage of it when they could. But Bill, when Ohio State ramped up the pressure in the second half, pr- primarily with a blitzing package, it was it was lights out. Yeah, I
3: th- I think Ohio State went into that game not expecting that Shea Patterson would be able to beat them with his arm. Yeah. Uh, but they, you know, they.
0: But that they, was Michigan's only chance. Yeah, and,
3: and you had to give them some credit for the throws that Shea Patterson made. The one uh, rolling to his right, I don't remember if it was third and, third and long, oh, or yeah. whatever it was. I mean, he's just. He's chucking some balls up. He got great plays from a talented cast of wide receivers. They made some plays happen. I saw a number of people were, you know, the national pundits weighing in and saying, well, that's, this is the only way you can beat Ohio state is by throwing. I'd say good luck to you because a number of those throws were just, you know, plucked out of thin air. Yeah. And if you're going to keep throwing and keep trying to throw downfield on Ohio state and Jeff Okuda and Damon Arnett, and when Sean Wade gets healthy and when chase young is rushing the passer and not getting held, <coughs> and then you add in, you know, zach harrison and devon hamilton and all these other guys when they're rolling I, I i just don't it wasn't like michigan gave a blueprint to anybody else because to try and duplicate some of the plays they made is going to be almost impossible but that's
0: your only chance that's your only chance to beat ohio state in my opinion you've heard me say that a million times uh, you got to be willing to throw it that's why lsu beat alabama that's why lsu's got a hell of a shot because they are not uh shy about throwing the football and they've got the uh They've got the wherewithal and the talent to get it done. Sure. Hey, let's just jump ahead here real quick. Let's let's keep our answer to 30 seconds. You can <laughs> ask me a question, too, if you feel like it. Who's, <laughs> as I asked Arch Griffin, and he took the political route because he, you know, he votes in the Heisman. He can't really name a favorite. But you can name a favorite. I, I can name a favorite. Um, you know, I'll vote in Heisman, too. But bottom line is, who's your number one Ohio State candidate coming mm-hmm. out of Saturday? Uh, 12 games of the regular season are done. <laughs> Who is your number one Heisman candidate from Ohio State? You've got 20 seconds. I wish you weren't timing me because I would, I would make
3: – Well, you We all to say one name. I, yeah, but I, w- <laughs> I could make a case depending on the week for any of the three. And the way that J.K. played on Saturday really made me think that he hasn't been getting a fair shake because his numbers and carries are so far down for the rest of the season. Uh, boy, you're looking at that watch already. Yeah, you only had names I, say I do, one name. I would be a hypocrite if I didn't say Chase Young. I know you would. I, because I've been saying it all year that he deserves credit for the impact, and he made it even without the sacks on Saturday. I would vote for Chase Young. I think the most likely winner for Ohio State would be Justin Fields. Okay, and that I jumps think- to
0: my answer. My answer is Justin Fields, even though J.K. Dobbins is having one of the great rushing seasons in Ohio State history. He's already up, what did I say, number six. Yeah. He's going to pass Arch. Griffin, like he's standing still, which he is, uh, on Saturday, uh, barring any kind of upset injury kind of situation, uh, he's going to move into fifth on that category. Man, that's a hell of a list, man. When you look at uh, Eddie George, Keith Byers, Ezekiel Elliott, a couple of his seasons in there, J.K. Dobbins is having a hell of a year, Uh, but Justin Fields coming off the bench after he left the game the other day with that left knee, straining that left knee again, yeah, and he didn't just throw a touchdown pass. He scrambled out, avoided a tackle, scrambled out to his left, and and threw, squared up his shoulders, and threw to Garrett Wilson. Hit him on the hit him on the run. One of the sweeter touchdown passes you're ever going to see. Uh, that was a Heisman moment. That uh, the the mood in in the big
3: house, and even all the way through the press box. The big house. I mean, everyone knew that something special had just happened. Yeah. Because. The mood for Ohio State, you know, Michigan trying to, you know, maybe make some impact and chip back away a little bit
0: of belief, or at least, uh, I don't know. To the, me, very, it reminded me of uh, of the Troy Smith pass to uh, Anthony Gonzalez going the other direction. It was the it was the turn way back, of, back in two thousand
3: five. sort of like you know, Michigan was going to at least take some satisfaction that they might have ruined Ohio yeah. State's season. So you have fields on the ground. Everyone is shocked. You're thinking, of Ohio State fans, there, they're, the media they're covering. What does this mean for the playoff race? Goes to the tent. All eyes are watching that. Chug's trying to lead a drive. He does a pretty good job. Uh, misses one throw uh, that Ryan Day talked about after the game. But you're watching. Okay, that's one, two, three, seven snaps. Oh my God! Here he comes out of the tent. Oh my God! He's got it. He's put his helmet on. And then, oh my God. goodness, what did he do? Yeah. And you just, you just know when you see it that no one is ever going to forget about that sequence of events. By the way, events. you know
0: a guy that needs credit. I mean, because every season I've ever covered it was worth a damn at Ohio State, the backup quarterback has had a moment. Boy. Chris Chugunov with that with that uh, completion. Yeah, yep.
3: third down for
0: them to tr For them to trust him to throw that ball, and of course, you know, it was wide open, but uh, that was a moment. I mean, uh, that that set up the next moment that yep. we're just talking about. By the way, that little tent they go into, that ought to have some kind of like smoke signals or a little a little – thing that goes up you know red like a, a flag, or a black I, yeah. or a green or something uh to the so everybody can get a feel for what's going on in there and uh it's, what's the progress and it's
3: wild because you're watching it and everyone wants updates and like you know the the broadcast isn't going to focus on right. it. so they can't I, I know when yeah. one trainer walks out and he walks past ryan day and you're like oh my gosh what did he say yeah and you're like okay oh no another one came out it's like is that a good sign justin Fields is still in there and usually if it's bad the first thing they'll do is they'll look and then you're going the other way. Oh, yeah. you going to the locker room. It's so yeah. like, well, wait a minute. Maybe he can come back out. And it was just, we're going to refit him and put him in a new knee brace. And I was like, okay, this guy's really going to do it. He's really going to play. And then the first snap after that, after all the, uh, the highs and lows, that was – That was crazy. That was – it takes your it takes your breath away. Reminds me of a- – uh. And that's why I think – that's why I say that now he's probably got the better chance. If Ohio State's going to have a winner, which I don't think they will because of the season Joe Burrow's had. But the guy who will finish highest in the race, I think, will now be Justin Fields because that is the memory that will be in every every voter's mind.
0: It reminds me of uh, Chevy Chase in the National Lampoon Vacation when he's about to jump into the uh, pool, uh, uh, you know, naked. Yeah. And he's going, "This is crazy! This is crazy!" But then, boom, it happened. Yeah. Hey, real quick now, let's jump. Let's jump forward because ho hum, Ohio State beach Michigan again. Yeah. Eight straight, like I said, 17 out of 19. Still never J- seen Michigan win it. So. J.K. Dobbins had a day, brother. 211 sure yards rushing, yeah. uh, 260. I can't remember his total yardage. 49 uh, yards receiving, yeah. 211 on the ground. 260. Yeah. Uh, maybe the, I think it might be the best total yardage game ever by an Ohio State player other than a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, four touchdowns. He had ties, tim
3: Biakabatuka game.
0: Uh, four touchdowns ties Bob Ferguson and – and uh, Jim Otis for the most touchdowns scored by an Ohio State running back in the game. Now he's heading uh, into the Ohio, into the Big Ten championship game. Ohio State's heading into the Big Ten championship game against uh, Wisconsin and Jonathan Taylor, a team they bushwhacked 38-7 to way back when. Just watch, give me your 20-second take on what we're expecting on Saturday night in Lucas Oil Stadium. I would
3: expect Ohio State to beat Wisconsin even worse. With the, If you take the weather out of this, uh, if you put them on that fast t- track, and we've seen what Ohio State's done the last several years, greatest game on turf. I just, hey, Wisconsin is a good team. Ohio State is a historically great team, and they're going to have a chance to prove it. Everyone wants to talk about the rematch factor. You're telling me Ohio State's not motivated to beat Wisconsin again and to clinch a number one. But team? you know, as
0: Archie Griffin pointed out, you know they bushwhacked UCLA, and then in the in the Rose yeah. Bowl with the with the national championship but, on the line, they got bushwhacked. Here's, Here's what's interesting College about that. College football is a wacky, yeah, you're, wacky team, no, You're man. absolutely right. but I here's, mean, a wacky
3: game. Here's what I think is interesting about that. If people want to talk about the rematch, Ryan Day comes from the NFL. Jeff Halfley comes from the NFL. Greg Madison spent time in the NFL. These guys know You know, they had to play division opponents twice. It's not like it's a secret. They'll know how to adjust. They'll know how to scout. So if you're going to talk about the, the revenge factor, we'll talk about the fact that these guys, the people in charge at Ohio State, have had to do that, and they know how to manage it. Yeah, like, I know it's not exactly the same, but they've been through this process of playing a team twice and knowing how to scout it and how to re- adjust to it, what to take from game one, and how to put it into game two. What's, what's
0: the What's the biggest improvement? We've We've watched uh, Wisconsin get his act together, and then a game it had to win yeah. on the road in the snow took care of business on one of the hottest teams in mm-hmm. college football this year. Minnesota, one of the more surprising teams, uh, kind of beat them down finally. In the final analysis, what? But who is the most? Who is what has changed about this Ohio State off the Ohio State team from October until now that you think that Wisconsin will have
3: to deal with? I think that Ohio State is a much much better passing team than they were in late October. They were starting to show uh, signs there with Justin Fields and adding to the attack. Agreed. And he was getting more comfortable, and then it kind of all went in that game because of the weather. And you had some bad drops, and his numbers could have looked. Much better than they were. You know, he even had KJ Hill, the most reliable guy on the field. I think he dropped two balls in that game. Um, Wisconsin didn't have to stop the full Ohio State offense with that with that touted defense. Yeah, they're going to see the full deal, and those receivers. You Garrett Wilson. uh, Talked to him. uh, Talked to Evan Spencer about that for a Buckeye Q this week. Yeah. He's coming on. Chris Olave is a different guy from even a month ago and even last time in the game. Yes. Uh, th- these guys. K.J. Hill. Austin Mack is healthy. He didn't even play in that game. Uh, and he got to flex in the end zone against Michigan. Yeah. It's the passing attack for Ohio State that I think is going to be the biggest difference. Wisconsin, you know, for, for my five-second breakdown, Wisconsin will have to be able to throw. And I don't think that they can do it.
0: You know, it's funny because Jack Cone threw for, what, 240 or 50 the other day in the snow. Yeah. Uh, in the inclement weather, but you know that was supposed to be the the difference maker for this for this Wisconsin yeah. team this season yeah. was Jack Cohn maybe b- them having a little bit better passing attack you know and uh uh Quintez Cephas, Cephas yeah. you know he had a hell of a day the other day but you're right I mean that disappeared in Ohio Stadium and the interesting thing is Chase Young coming off a no tackle game <laughs> but <laughs> you want, yeah you want so but many- enough. The- somebody wants revenge. Yeah. You ever want to see somebody be very effective and have no tackles? That was uh chase young, especially in the second half on Saturday at, at Michigan. But you know, this is his last chance to put up a Heisman moment. Yep. Not that he's driven necessarily by that, but you know, like I asked uh, Paul Christ about, about chase young and his performance the other day uh, <laughs> earlier this week. And you know, you, he was a wrecker. He was an offense wrecker in that game the first time around. Yeah. And that's, you talk about the no tackle part of it.
3: I think that's why I wanted to have Zach Boren look at what Michigan did to him and how Z- and how Chase Young still impacted that game. Yeah, The holding calls and all this other stuff. I mean, that's why it's so hard for him to win the Heisman is that defensive ends are going to have that game where they get triple teamed for an entire half or a whole quarter at a time and they're not able to make a play. But if you watch that game and if you watch Jay Patterson's internal clock speed up in the second half, when he goes four of 23 to finish the game, you know that that's because Chase Young is out there.
0: But not just Chase Young. They really stepped up the blitz package in the second half. I mean, Baron Browning played a heck of a lot more. Uh, Malik Harrison was coming in, you know, off the edge. They brought Justin Hilliard in to make some stuff happen. Uh, I mean, the way they roll the dice, not really roll the dice, the way they – Rolled the, uh, the the combos uh, uh, to me was as interesting as anything I saw on Saturday. I wonder if they needed
3: a little bit of time to get comfortable
0: without Sean
3: Wade, and that's maybe why they didn't blitz as much early on. I think you might be right, and and that's just that's the way it goes.
0: Because they had some mix-ups when they were flip flopping They really did. And and Damon
3: Arnett had one, and Jordan Fuller a yeah. miscommunication there on yeah. the touchdown. Uh, that stuff is going to happen uh, in a long game, but you have to get that ironed out. And, and that that when you have an injury, that proved why Sean Wade is so important to them. Uh, Ryan Day said on Sunday that he expects him to be ready to roll. He went through all of pregame warmups and he dressed. I think everybody in the stadium thought he was going to play. So that tells you how close that he was. Yeah, Uh, that tells you why he's probably going to be out there on Saturday night.
0: Okay, real quick. We've covered all the bases here. Uh, Forget about a score for Saturday night. I think Ohio State holds sway against uh, Bucky Badger. Uh, this isn't 1975 all over again. This is uh, 2000. Everybody keeps
3: finding these historical well, comparisons. You got, but like, that's why, that's, oh, 1969 but that's Michigan. Why, no. That's
0: why college football is great, because you have all this tradition to look back know, on. But as you and I keep reminding people, this is a new year, man. Yeah. It is definitely a new era in, right. in, in Ohio State football. Uh, and the way this defense has turned around mm-hmm. this year compared to a year ago is a great turnaround of a unit in the nation. I've been saying that for like seven weeks now Mm -hmm. Uh, is Ohio state. If in fact it takes care of business on Saturday night, is it the number one seed? Everybody's all worried about that. Now is it the number one seed in the college football playoff uh, as we're sitting here a week from now?
3: It has to be. Um, If you look at the last three weeks and that closing argument and the, the rankings that I like to, that I favor that seem to be the most consistent for the Sagarin rankings. And you look at the last three weeks, it was going to be eight, nine, and ten, if Wisconsin won, which they did. You just can't match that. And Ohio State's record against the top 25 in those rankings, compared to Georgia, uh, compared to LSU, uh, is just better. They have more of it, and everyone wants to lean on the SEC. Fine. Well, look at
0: well look at the rankings right now, though. You know, you got Georgia sitting there. I mean, the the College Football Playoff Committee definitely likes the Southeastern Conference. Yeah. And if you beat a a team in the top four from the Southeastern Conference in your LSU. Well,
3: we'll see what they have, um, you know, on Tuesday night with their rankings and what it actually means uh, for Ohio State. But I think that closing argument. Well, we know Alabama's not going to be in I it. know, but where Wisconsin is, that might that might determine it. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see. But if you look at those three games, and especially what they did on the road against a team that the committee had ranked number 13, uh, the way that they did it uh, – the completeness of that team, I think the committee, sent a, what they really did was send a signal last week that LSU's defense is a concern for them. And I think that if Georgia beats LSU, they were maybe planting a seed that they would not take two SEC teams because LSU's defense is so suspect that maybe I'm reading way too much into it. But I, yeah. I think that LSU has to win that game to get in. Uh,
0: oh, it has to. I mean, well,
3: to to stay in, I think they have to. I really? Think, yeah. You don't
0: think LSU stays in the top I, four if he gets beat by Georgia? If
3: Georgia scores forty points on this
0: defense that the committee
3: already knows is suspect at LSU, yeah, they knocked them down be, without losing a game last week. I don't see how you can make another case for that if they continue to have that problem. Yeah. If Oklahoma wins and if in other words, Utah wins, you
0: think wins. Utah moves into it? Absolutely. I yeah. Do. Yeah. Wow, interesting. I think that's going to be a great conundrum for them. I think Utah. I think Utah deserves to be in it for a lot of reasons. One of which is, you know, you've tried this two-team SEC thing. Give, give, give somebody else a break. I mean, you can't leave the Big Ten and the Pac-12 out. What they three would have, years in a yeah, row? They would have to four years in a row.
3: They would have to go to eight immediately yeah. if like they're just going to give the SEC a yeah. pass every single year, uh, and that the regular season doesn't matter, which they were trying to do to Alabama, uh, leaving them at five. Yeah, they were. Then just get rid of the system <laughs> because guess what? The SEC. Top to bottom is not unstoppable. The Big Ten has had more teams ranked in the top 25 than the SEC all year. Let's give it a break here. If there's a conference right now that deserves two teams in, if Wisconsin beats Ohio State on Saturday, which I don't think is going to happen, that's the league that should have two teams in. Ohio State has already done enough, already proved it's a complete team, already proved it should be in the playoff. If you're going to take two, it has to be Ohio State and Wisconsin. It cannot be LSU
0: and Georgia. Ladies and gentlemen, would you ever believe a kick six several years ago when Auburn beats Alabama and then the other night, Alabama has got a chance to get the ball back despite doinking a field goal and giving up two pick sixes and they have 12 men on the field. And then Nick Saban cries foul. That was unfair. It might've been unfair, but it wasn't against the rules. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's not get started on on that one. The man got snookered. I mean, it's amazing. You know, the, Dynasty's come and go, man. Yep. I'm not sure the dynasty's done with Alabama, but there's going to be fresh blood, no matter what, right. in the college football playoff. Yep. I like it. Uh, this time a week from now, ladies and gentlemen, that's my podcast for this week. I really appreciate two-time Heisman Trophy winner Archie Griffin coming on with me, and of course, what could be better than sitting around shooting the bull? I'm a
3: two-time Heisman Trophy voter.
0: About there you go. About college football, and with my friend hmm. Boston, you call him Austin Ward. We'll be back next week the Ohio state will Ohio state have won three straight big 10 championships. And by the way, this is the era of the playoff, meaning of the, of the championship games. Th- these mean more to me than what went on in the bear, Bryant, Woody Hayes, Bo Schembechler, all those realms. Now you actually have to win yep. these, these things on the field. Uh, there's a, no such thing as a tie anymore, <laughs> etc. And And uh, this is the, one of the, This may be the greatest era in college football history, in my opinion. I've been watching it for like 60 years now. But I'm really looking forward to watching that that, uh, Big Ten championship game on Saturday night in Lucas Oil Stadium. Will Ohio State hold sway for a third straight year? These are heady times if you're an Ohio State fan. We'll be back to talk about that and more on the Tim May Podcast. We'll see you then.